Hello, my name is James Pikeway, and welcome to the Creative Mornings in Dubai podcast. This is the 73rd Creative Mornings in Dubai. The theme? Kismet. Our speakers, Marilyn Zakur and Tala Ode, they are cosmic centaurs. And in their talk, they take us through, well, a kismet journey. They share with us how they met. They share with us how cosmic centaurs rose out of the pandemic. And they talk to us about how they keep things moving. You're going to love this talk. Please welcome Marilyn Zakur and Tala Ode. Thanks for the great intro and thank you everybody for coming. Um, you know, when James reached out and said, this is your theme, we sat down and said, well, first of all, it is kind of kismet because we are called cosmic centaurs and yeah. that just, it's a match made in heaven, I yeah. think. Um, and then we, we tried to think about how can we tell a story about like destiny and fate, but also what you do with it. Um, and so we decided that we had to go back in time. That's why I'm saying, you know, the things that where they take you and how you get there. It's uh, it's always easier to post rationalize it, but it's really important to do that, too, because there are so many lessons to learn from that. Um, and so we are not going to take you back to our childhoods, although <laughs> that would have been a nice Good slide. Stories, deck. but um, we're just going to take you back to 2017 um, and we're going to tell you the story of, well, our individual stories and then the story of how we came together and how Cosmic came to be and why we're here today and what we've learned about kismet and fate and destiny and how we think you should approach it, right? So 2017, a little bit about my background story. I'm an architect by training. Um, I never built anything in the real world. I started working in a tech company straight out, of, just before graduating actually. I spent nine years there. Uh, I ran a digital agency, then it grew and it became part of a bigger group. And I ended up uh, managing a team of 60 people across three continents and 10 cities and seven time zones. Um, but I didn't know, I always like to joke, I didn't know what EBITDA meant. Um, <laughs> I had to Google it. It's like a financial term. Every time I was in a meeting with like some investor or something, I really felt stupid. So I thought maybe it's a good thing to like get some education going. And so um, I was encouraged by my employer at the time to go and attend uh, an amazing school uh, in France where I was living, which is called INSEAD. I was one of the few people there that came from the tech space. Everybody else came from like large corporations, oil and gas, pharma, things like that. And they were actually quite miserable, I observed. In fact, by the end of our year program, about 50% of them had quit their jobs. Um, and I was very curious about that because kind of spending the first 10 years of my career in the tech world, it comes with a lot of like energy and motivation and passion and people feel a sense of purpose, like they're building something important. I'd never experienced misery at work. It was <laughs> you to me. Um, and so I, I thought that I wanted to understand what happens, what happens when we grow these organizations and something breaks. Or it doesn't. Some things work really well, otherwise they wouldn't scale. Uh, but I was very curious about it. And I think curiosity is the first lesson for me in Kismet. Um, it led me to my next place, and we'll talk about it in a minute. But let's see what Talo is doing at the time. Yeah, so while Marilyn was at INSEAD, I was actually also pursuing my uh, postgraduate studies. I was at Columbia 
in New York. And it was a dream of mine. I always wanted to live in New York. And I, you know, I didn't get into NYU the first time and I was crushed. And, and then ultimately I found a great program and I was working in PR at the time, which is what, you know, James was telling you and getting up early before work, studying for the GRE, getting what I needed for my applications and really doing everything I could to make this dream of mine a reality. And so what ended up coming true was that, of course, like I, I, you know, was really grateful I got in and I was, I felt like, wow, you know, the stars aligned and I finally got what I wished for. But actually, when I think about it in hindsight, it was a lot of hard work and it, it wasn't just I wished for something and it came true like a birthday wish, you know, uh, put in the hours and it was difficult. But that's the thing with Kismet, right? It's like also you, you, you put things in motion to make them happen. And, and that was a really big thing for me is that, you know, Kismet, uh, it's part of it, but it's also a lot of the, the hard work that goes on behind the scenes to really make it happen. So 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 I was, you know, at that time in New York and um Marilyn was uh, was in not. France. <laughs> <laughs> we both were not here. Um, I was in France, and then uh, 2018 was a year of transformation for me, and uh, a lot of things happened. I left the company where I was really happy. My husband, who's here, we got married that summer, uh, and then he got a job in Dubai, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm Lebanese. I speak Arabic. I come from tech. How hard can it be to get a job in Dubai, right? <laughs> I must be able to figure it out. And here's what happened. So I start looking for a job. I'm still in Paris at the time. And then out of nowhere, I get this text. So we've removed people's names, but you can still see what it says. Essentially, somebody I don't know texts me and says, this person recommended you for a job. What's the job? Oh, working with the chairman of EMAR. Oh, just that. Okay. What happened? Like, who, who recommended me? What's the story? So it turned out that four years before that, um, someone came to see me, one of my clients at the time, and she said, you know, my cousin's an architect and she's thinking about a change in career. So wondering if she goes into tech or not, would you have time for her? I said, sure. So she came over for what was supposed to be an hour long meeting and ended up being three hours. And I introduced her to a bunch of other people. We have a lot of three hour conversations in the story. Actually. <laughs> um, at the end, maybe I'll, I'll also tell you, if you have a three hour conversation with someone, it's kismet. It'll get you somewhere. <laughs> um, and that was it. I never saw her again, but I tried to share what I, you know, what I knew, what I learned, um, what made me decide to leave architecture so that she could maybe, you know, find her way. She ended up uh, not quitting architecture, came to Dubai, ended up working for Imar, uh, and the chairman of Imar is very close to the design of the master plans, and so very close to the design team, and so she was like in the entourage, let's say, and someone said, oh, the chairman's looking for people who are like a bit senior, a bit tech savvy, do you know somebody? Four years later, she brings up my name, hadn't seen her in that time, hadn't really spoken to her, and I get this text, and... Then I go into the process, and eventually I get hired to work for the chairman's office of Imar, which is pretty goddamn incredible. Can I swear in creative <laughs> Oh, that's not my worst. <laughs> that was me censoring myself. Um, and so we moved to Dubai, and I, and I work in this organization that's just doing really crazy things at a scale that's, you know, fascinating that I'd never had before in a tech company. Uh, and then I always joke that this was uh, what I call my Charlie's Angels job um, because I didn't have a job description. Uh, but Charlie would call me 
And he'd be like, this is your mission, Angel. <laughs> and so I ended up being the chief marketing officer uh, of Imar for a year in 2019. Uh, and then I'll tell you a little bit in a second what happens after that. At the same time, I'm back in Dubai working at Ogilvy. And someone who opened doors for me all throughout my career opened yet another door. And it was a unique position at a company that I used to be at. So I was no longer doing PR. I was doing strategy and planning. And I really enjoyed it. And I, I feel like uh, in hindsight, it's what really helped me like learn a lot of the mindsets and models and, and the nature of the work that I do today at Cosmic. And so it was a wonderful experience, but I felt like I was ready for something different. I had gone back to the same place I was working at and I really wanted change. And, and that same person opened yet another door for me. And I think one thing I can take away from all of that is how nurturing your relationships and investing in them can really help to, to, to open those doors and create those opportunities. Because like Marilyn said, you know, it's maybe one three hour conversation, but it could also be like someone you've spent, you know, five years of your career with. And so when he opened that door for me, um, actually it was a door uh, at Amar. And so I was uh, looking for a new opportunity and uh, he was moving to the marketing department there and he was like, well, why don't you come with me? And I was like, great, that sounds wonderful. What do I need to do? Um, and, you know, all I had to do was, was, was go in for a single interview with somebody. Um, and uh, that interview was scheduled and everything was meant to take place and it was all supposed to be really all like well and done. Um, and I get there and they're like, the interview is canceled. And I was like, oh, no, but I'm in my suit. And I woke up that morning and I, you know, I did everything an interviewer would, be, would do. I prepared and I'm a good student. And I drove in the car and I recited what I was going to say. <laughs> and then they were like, you can come back at the same time tomorrow. So it was the longest 48 hour day of my life. You know, <laughs> I, I did it again. I woke up, I showered, I put on the outfit. I got in the car, I recited what I was going to say. And I sat down uh, with the CMO of Amar and I was meeting Marilyn and uh, she interviewed me and it was a remarkable three hour conversation and it was, uh, I'll never forget it, you know, this was the outfit that I wore two days in a row <laughs> and this was the Rove Cafe in which we sat in. But, um, you know, for me, kind of what I take away from that initial uh, story is that, you know, with Kismet, sometimes uh, the opportunity arises twice. It's really meant to be in those situations. It's not one of those times when, you know, it was a one off and you let it slide. Um, there's a reason why it, it presented itself again. And so I just felt really fortunate um, to, to have had that conversation. And it's, it's, it's built, it's playing a role in where we get to <laughs> today. Yeah. All of this unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know an interview had been scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> been some big miscommunication. But um, and when I was a, and when I was a CMO at Amar, you guys could imagine, especially pre-pandemic, it was pretty mad. I think I used to work, I still do, but for different reasons, but I used to work a good, you know, on good days, 12 hours and on normal days, maybe 15 or so. Um, and so three hours was like yeah. not cheap currency for me. No. Um, but in comes Tala and she's just like full of questions. <laughs> and I always say like, judge somebody by the quality of their questions, not their answers. Um, and then I ended up spending three hours there. I think your dad called. Yeah, he was like, did they, did they get you to start working automatically? <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> and so Tala joined the team. Um, but that's not where our paths converge. Nope. Well, they converge this first time and then yeah. they converge again in a little bit. Um, and then 2020 happens. So in the meantime, uh, Charlie called me again and I became the CEO of the Dubai Opera. Uh, in the end of 2019. I always say yes, that's another one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who in their right mind? 
Um, I just think curiosity and learning is uh, something mm -hmm. I always say yes to. Yeah. And so when someone says, hey, you want to do this thing you're completely unqualified to do? I'm like, sure, <laughs> sign me up. Um, so I did end up being the CEO of the Dubai Opera for about six months up until the pandemic. Uh, and of course, as the pandemic started and the opera closed its doors, I was fired. Uh, and as all of you, I went home and started making amazing meals, <laughs> you know, for about three days after the lockdown. <laughs> Hadi was there. Um, it so happened that my best friend had just moved to Dubai about a week before lockdown. Uh, and she was like, oh, I'm just going to stay with you guys for two weeks and then I'm going to find my place and be out of your hair. She ended up staying for four months. Uh, and we just all sat in this house. And so I was like, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> Um, and I decided it was a good time to start a company. Um, I also decided to put out a podcast episode. So I, my best friend and I uh, have this podcast that we've been doing since 2018, I want to say, called Who Run the World? All about, you know, how to, like, what it's like to be an Arab woman in the world today. And as we were sitting there, you know, like five minutes after getting fired, I'm like, we should tell everybody. <laughs> She's like, are you sure you're ready? Um, I said, yeah, look, there's no shame. We all go through this. This happens for a million reasons. I don't feel like I could have done anything differently or better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think everybody else should have that space too. I think people should see that it's all right to say it and that there's really nothing to be ashamed of and you can be vulnerable about that. Mm -hmm. And that turned out in retrospect to be a like, really great evil genius move because then everybody I knew knew that I was available and that you know, I was open to doing new things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I just, I started, I said, okay, what do you want to do, Marilyn? Like, if you don't fail miserably at this company, you're going to launch. Um, cause that's what I decided to do at that moment. I was like, I need to start a company. Um, what do you want to spend your time doing? And the one thing that had always been like at the heart of everything for me, something that my heart beats for is human collaboration. I just, I love it when people come together and, and they can build something that's greater than the sum of their parts. Um, and I just think it's pure magic when it happens. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's the biggest, you know, thing getting in the way of human collaboration? Oh, remote work. Okay, I've done that before. So I just started posting mm -hmm. like tips. Re you know, every day I'd post one about like how to do remote work. This is end of March, 2020. Um, and then people just, uh, started messaging me and saying like, oh, you, you know all this stuff, you should start a company. I was like, funny, you should say that. <laughs> uh, and that gave me like just, it was a perfect storm. I wasn't going to look for another job, right? Um, I was lucky that I had been able to save up a bit of money. So I wasn't too worried about having to put food on the table and I had great support. Um, and I'd always had it in the back of my mind that I would do this. And so when I tell this story and people are like, oh my God, it's so amazing how you started a company in the pandemic. I'm like, really, I deserve no credit for that. It was the perfect storm. There was no better thing to do. I do deserve credit and I think the whole team deserve credit for building the company up from there. But starting it, I got really lucky because if I'd been in my golden cage, you know, like getting paid really well, okay, sure, the job was tough, but whatever, you know. I was saving up or whatever it was, a million other circumstances. If someone had called me and said, hey, you're interested in this other job, might have taken it. So I got really lucky in that sense um, to just be in the middle of a perfect storm. 
at the same time, a storm was brewing at Al Mar. <laughs> and that's where I was working at the time. It was uh, the height of the pandemic. This photo I took on my last day in the office before the world went into lockdowns. And at the time, I was working on crisis communications for the group, which was so intense. And it was a lot to manage across the different entities. And there was a lot of ambiguity. I was on a freelance contract. I realized I was going home. And for me, I had always, the office was the place of work. I hadn't worked elsewhere. I didn't know how to translate that. And so, you know, I, I, I moved back, I moved my office set up back home and was working until at some point I kind of felt like this is really not going to last. I mean, I'm on a freelance contract, like nothing's going to materialize out of this. And so um, I did what everybody else did. Like Marilyn said, I baked banana bread and I watched Tiger King um, <laughs> and we adopted cats. Show. <laughs> we did the whole, the whole pandemic experience. And then um, I got a call. And I got a call from Marilyn who, uh, you know, she was telling me a, a little bit about what she was doing. Um, but maybe you want to tell a little bit about how you got yeah. to me. Yeah. So same guy who, uh, who uh, introduced me to Tala, Sami. We love yeah. him. Um, one day called me out of concern because he'd seen, you know, my podcast out and he just wanted to check in. We used to work together. It's like, how are you doing? What are you up to? And by then, I got really lucky, right? So again, that power of that network. So I started, I launched the company in April of 2020. Um, and because I was so public, and again, genius move, but I didn't know. Because <laughs> I was so public about that journey, all of my friends knew I was available to, to, to do things, right? And so I got my first gig in May, which is really incredible. And I'm like, uh, I'm going to need someone to join the team. And it just so happened that Sammy called me that day. Uh, and he's like, how are you doing? What's going on? He was checking in on me. And I said, yeah, this happened. And I have my first client, but I think I need to hire someone. And so he says, why not Tala? <laughs> and so I called Tala. Yeah. Uh, and I got that call and it was it was exciting. And I was like, sure, you know, let's do it. It was she just wanted, you know, somebody to kind of help with some content and marketing. And I was like, I got this, you know, let's let's dive in. Um, but little did I know it would be the foundations of what is the most remarkable part of my career so far. And so what ended up happening was I joined and after two weeks, um, you know, it was more than just a, a freelance gig. It became a full time offer. And uh, it was really amazing because I remember my husband's also here. We went for a walk. And when Marilyn said, do you want to come full time and, you know, we can build this together? Some people might have been like, you know, are you sure? Because what are you building and do you know? But we always say if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And so for me, it was. It was a hell yes, because for those two weeks, I had learned so much. And we, I was really enjoying building the relationship. And, and I had never gotten the chance to build something from the ground up. And it was a really exciting opportunity. So when, you know, my husband asked, he's like, are you going to take it? I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it. Like, why wouldn't I take it? You know, I'd be a fool not to. And I think coming back to what Marilyn said earlier about kismet and curiosity, it's like you let that guide you right and kind of get you to where you want to be and 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 take a little bit of a risk if you feel like it is because that's the reason why that opportunity is there you don't know what the other side of the coin is but um in our case it's, it's a pretty epic side of the coin <laughs> and so we've been building the company i also like marie and i could tell a whole kismet story she's sitting here she we worked together in our first company for seven years i convinced her to join us eventually <laughs> took me a while um and and We've built this company over the last two years. And honestly, we could give you like 30 examples yeah. of these moments. They just happen and you're like, somehow they materialize into something magical. But we just yeah. picked two of them. Um, and the first one is, again, a follow on from that podcast episode. So my friend Francis from INSEAD saw that I had started a company like 
I, the other genius move was hiring a marketeer as my, <laughs> my first kind of team member because I was like, okay, I don't know what we sell, but we got to make everybody believe <laughs> that we're really good at this. Uh, we don't have a product, but we do know what themes we want to cover. So make content, you know, that was the pitch. Uh, and so that's another one um, that has stayed with us as a company, which yeah. is, I always say, like, if people aren't sick and tired of seeing us in their feed, we haven't done enough. Yeah. Um, and Francis, my friend from INSEAD, saw me in his feed, messaged me and was like, listen, I've been listening to your podcast and seeing your content and whatever. And is there anything I can do to help? And I'm Lebanese. You don't ask for help in my culture. <laughs> I don't know if any of yours are similar. Like, never. Like, oh, my God, that I told everybody I had been fired, right? And so you don't say, like, yes, actually, I would really love some help. Usually it's like a culture of, like, self-sacrifice. Um, and so th thank, you know, thanks to many years of learning to come out of that process, I'm like, actually, yes. <laughs> I have just been thinking this week that I need a pro bono client to test out my methodology on. Do you know somebody? I thought he might introduce me to like five people. I'd have some chats. It would take, you know, I thought there would be a process. And he's like, what about my company? <laughs> it's like, yeah. And so a thing that I learned also about, I, like I, I really, I've had the experience of the universe being a very abundant place. Yeah. My whole life and these two years particularly. Um, but I think it's not abundant if you don't ask for things. And, and when you receive them, if you don't know how to accept them. It's always a process to learn to accept that help. Like I could have been like, oh my God, no, it's your company. Maybe something smaller, maybe someone I don't know so that at least if I mess it up, I don't have to live with this for the rest of my life. But that's that reaction of saying, I will accept what you're giving me, I think is something that took me a really long time to learn, but it's such a huge part of like how Kismet works for you. Because if you don't accept it, then it just keeps going, right? Uh, and then I think the second part is like we worked our ass off for that project. Yeah. It, it wasn't pro bono work. No. We treated it like it was gold and it mm -hmm. was. And it allowed us to develop our methodology mm -hmm. and to have our first client and to get many more after that. Um, but it started with asking and accepting. Um, and our second example. Yeah, on the, on the note of accepting, uh, we had an intern that joined us and she wasn't quite what we thought centaurs would be like, you know, <laughs> where uh, centaurs are we're very spirited, we're very strong, we work really hard. And, you know, there's a few things of uh, what it takes to, to be a cosmic centaur. And she didn't have all of those qualities, but she did have one good idea. And when we were talking about <laughs> when we were talking about webinars and marketing, because, you know, the brief was clear put our name out there and we'll figure it out as we go. Um, we were saying, you know, we should do webinars. Everybody was having, you know, these conversations on Zoom. She's like, what about a conference? Like, you know what, we'll take you up on that idea. <laughs> and so that laid the foundations for what became the series of cosmic conferences. And our first one was around the future of work. This is in July. I mean, Marilyn started the company in April. So we really like pulled it all together. And um, we had, I think, over 15 speakers. We had a thousand attendees. And it was really crazy because we were still trying to figure out what it was that we were kind of offering to everybody beyond these insights and the knowledge. But that in itself was really great because we were able to, you know, put our name out there and build our networks. And uh, like Marilyn said, it was a lot of hard work. I mean, we had never I'd never hosted a virtual conference before in that way, but it ended up being a, a great success. And I think, you know, we always credit that intern for this idea. We, <laughs> we never take it on our own. But the lesson that kind of is behind that is um, 
not just about like listening actively, but it's it's also really just about kind of accepting like, okay, like this is what we'll take from you and that'll be the value you add. And and everybody along the way has been able to contribute to our the story in some way. And it's um it's been really great to see. We've had centaurs come and centaurs go and um and and everybody has helped to shape it and build it. And when you see how it all comes together into what it is today, it's something we're really, really proud of. Yeah. It's the messenger sometimes is just not who you expect. Like yeah. we could have dismissed it because on everything else this person just wasn't performing and so you could have been like yeah sure whatever but instead actually we're like yeah brilliant we did it in eight days you forgot to mention that yeah eight days <laughs> we're like okay so Aid is coming up yeah we have to do it before then because then everybody else is going to be on on summer vacation after that yeah we have never done a conference in our life we're like what's the worst that can happen nobody shows up and we have a really nice chat with our buddies yeah. all right let's go and so in eight days and again it's kind of that jumping on it and Yeah. You know, especially for two people who come from like marketing, there's this like sense of like, this has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Eight days. Are you crazy? Nobody's going to come. What kind of speakers are going to say yes on this kind of notice? And we're like, we're just going to try. Yeah. And I think that spirit has also stayed with us. Yes. Um, actually, one of our principles is no one cares that you exist. Um, because, you know, you guys, maybe some of you come from these creative industries and I know there's always this like moment of it's not ready and the, it's not ready can take a year or three or five. How many of you have projects? I know I do others, just not cosmic, but projects that I sat on forever. Yeah. And, and I think that leap of just putting it out there mm -hmm. and seeing what happens has been like a really beautiful lesson for us. Um, and so in the process, we built a great company. We have amazing centaurs. Uh, who have joined us. You know, we're now a team of uh, six with a couple of developers in Bosnia. This is all of us. <laughs> I mean, when I started the company, if you told me that, you know, all of these people would have faith and trust us and join and spend their time building this thing up, I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, and then Kismet sometimes works in other interesting ways. Um, yeah. We both got pregnant at the same time. Couldn't have <laughs> Could not have planned that one. <laughs> uh, and that's hard. Yeah. You know, like for a business of, you know, less than 10 people yeah. to have two of its senior members um, have to be away from the business. Like Tala, we're not sure. Maybe it'll happen today. Could be, could be now, guys. <laughs> Any minute. <laughs> I'm following soon in June. Uh, and Marie here is going to like keep the reins going. But it's a tough time, right? Yeah. Like it's hard. And you have to deal with Kismet goes both ways and it's a beautiful personal event, but it's really hard for us. And like, we're still working 15 hours a day. Yeah. Our families think we're insane. Like totally. my mother, I can tell you the story about how I was, I was born. My mother was at the office until 10 PM, went home and um, called her doctor saying like, uh, I kind of feel like I have the second child, by the way. So she knows she's in labor. Doctor says, meet me in the hospital. I was born by midnight. I don't know if any of you know anything about labor, but it's not a two-hour process. Uh, and so I asked her about this recently, and I'm like, this explains my whole life. <laughs> Because my mother was in labor while she was working, working until 10 p.m., right? So kismet. Um, but, we're, but, but we take it, you know? And I think it's also something that I love about our team yeah. uh, and the spirit that we've been able to build is just... We believe in that abundance. We are joyful. Even when really shitty things happen, 
we stay like committed and positive and aligned and we express solidarity and compassion and it gets us through it, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're really super grateful to have gotten as far as we've gotten. And as we were thinking about this, actually rereading the description of uh, Kismet on, on the Creative Mornings website this morning, I was like, oh yeah, like same conclusion, right? Fortune happens, like things happen. But we, we've shared a few lessons, right? About being curious, about nurturing your relationships and caring for them, making time for others, working giving hard. before you take, yeah. working your butt off when it comes yeah. in, accepting help when it's offered and asking for it, uh, and then dealing with the other side of the coin with hopefully grace when you yeah. can. Um, and, and that's how you become prepared. And so publish that thing you've been sitting on yeah. forever, take that opportunity, ask for help, accept it, um, put things out there and, and somehow they will come back. Yeah. And uh, we hope that that's the lesson that our story has shared. And thank you so much for coming this morning uh, and waking up early. We hope that, um, yeah, you're able to take something away from this and we're really grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Any tips on the, the flip side of the coin, handling situations with grace? Yes. Yeah. I'll give you my mantra in life. I, I always say, if there's no solution, there's no problem. <laughs> uh, that's mine. I don't know if you have a different one. There's no solution, no problem. Essentially, it's like, if something happens, and reasonably, there's nothing you can do about it, even if it's terrible then you shouldn't deal, it, deal with it as a problem in the sense that you shouldn't try to keep solving it. Because sometimes, like, how many times you have a conversation with someone, it didn't go as you planned, and you spent three weeks rethinking it in mm -hmm. your head. And how much processing time did you waste on that, right? And obviously, it's not easy, but I think what I've built as a mechanism for that moment is just, it's okay to, like, feel how you're feeling and acknowledge it, and then say, okay, but this is where... The, the line ends and I have to, I have to keep moving um, because you can't fix it. The only thing you can fix is what you do from here. Yeah. Uh, and so being deliberate, I think, and intentional about how you deal with that flip side, um, even just for your own health, right? Like mm -hmm. you can get yourself sick worrying about something you can't change. And I think it's better to spend that energy on something else. And I think it's just a habit that like a you build that trigger defense. The second that happens, you're like, okay, I'm feeling anxious, overwhelmed. I'm feeling a sense of loss, like whatever it is, right? I acknowledge it, but here's what I'm going to do with my time instead. That's my trick. Yeah. I think uh, something I keep in mind is like, just in the same way that like great things happen when the stars align and, you know, destiny gives you something really positive. The negatives or the challenges are there for that same reason to teach you just as much. And so for me, it's like acknowledging like, what is this here to teach me and what are we here to learn from it? And we couldn't have predicted this. And it's a challenge for the, the company and we're, we're getting through it because we're deliberate and having open conversations about how we feel about it and, and how the team feels about it and how we're going to support them. But, um, that grace it really just comes with kind of understanding that like these challenges are also there because they're part of that journey. And, and then even better things might come later and it might get hard, but, Calling what you said, I mean, we always we used to say at Ogilvy, like, never a problem, always a challenge. So, like, just changing your mindset and saying it's a challenge and it has a solution. Um, and it's, it's not a problem that we can't solve. It's, there's yeah. always a way around it. So Yeah. yeah. And I think gratitude really works, too. Yeah. Like, we've been really lucky, honestly. Yeah. Like, I've had a 
blessed life. I, I mean, I could tell you the, the other story, right? Like we could spend some time together and I can tell you the tragic version of my life. Um, but also look at all these wonderful things that I have mm -hmm. and all these wonderful people who are part of it. And it's all right like mm -hmm. to get a few like uh, curveballs and bad days and really tragic events because that has happened to mm -hmm. all of us. But I'm also really grateful mostly for everything else. Thank you for that yes. event. You have been listening to the Creative Mornings in Dubai podcast. The theme was Kismet and our speakers, Marilyn Zakur and Tala Ode from Cosmic Centaurs right here in Dubai. Want to go give a listen to our other podcasts? And hey, next time you're in Dubai, why not join us at one of our events? Thank you very much for taking the time. Look forward to meeting you. So long for now. <laughs>